0: on WABC, and I am so happy to be here. It's spring. I bet you don't know that, but uh, just look outside. And it's sort of spring. It's still cold outside. It's the winter that kind of never ends. But uh, just in a few weeks, the sun will be shining, and uh, you'll be grabbing that sunscreen, believe it or not. Well, once again, this is What's Your Wrinkle? The phone number here at WABC is one 800 848 WABC. That's 800-848-9222. This is the show about you, about uh, what you look like when you look in the mirror, when you see those early wrinkles, when you see maybe a nose that might be a little bigger than you like, maybe uh, your lips a little too small, your ears protruding, your breasts might be too small, too big, or sagging. Your belly might have been overstretched with pregnancy, or you might have a little bit of fat on your thighs or your hips. This is a show to talk about those things because I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I've been in practice for 27-something years. I've actually lost count of how many years I've been in practice. I've been on the radio doing this show for about eight and a half years. And you can be become part of the show by giving me a call at one 800 848 W-A-B-C. Well, tonight we're going to talk about your skin and what has happened to it this winter. This has been the roughest winter I remember, and I grew up in upstate New York, and we had some pretty tough winters. We ice skated every winter. I remember playing hockey on the lakes, but nothing like this winter. This has been relentless with, with cold and snow and it really just does a number on your skin. It causes premature aging of your skin. It causes you to thicken your skin. And the reason for that is because it's your body's defense against that weather, that very brutal weather. You thicken the epidermis, just like getting calluses on your feet when you uh, when you walk a lot or on your hands if you're a manual laborer. You certainly thicken the uh, the skin on your face as we go through a winter like this. And it helps protect you against the chapping and the uh, the little cuts you get around your lips. It's been brutal, but uh, we're coming out of it now. And so now you can do something about it. You can get ahead of the winter and ahead of the weather. So during the show, we're going to talk about the skincare things that you can do to help look better. We're going to talk about the non-surgical things that you can do to help you look better. And then the surgical things. Now, Mike, my engineer, is at, uh, at the uh, next room there, and uh, you're going to have to whisper in my ear the names of the callers because, uh, Mike, we're, uh, we're having uh, remote access difficulties, but uh, I'm sure uh, we'll get all your calls in. Now, remember, this is a 30-minute show. It's a half-hour show. Last week, we had shows throughout, uh, calls throughout the show, but towards the end of the show, the board just lit up, and we're going to try and light it up at the beginning of the show. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Uh, is it Edith? I didn't hear that. Edith. Edith from Manhattan, what can I do for you?
1: Oh, yes. What's uh, your wrinkle? Dr. Perry, I, I'd like to ask you a question. I have my forehead is fine, my cheeks are fine, but right below, I have all little fine lines, and also on top of the lip. I want to know do any of these Botox shots or whatever you give? Would
0: that take care of these sign lines? Edith, how old are you?
1: Seventy-nine, and it bothers. You say me. that.
0: You say that like that's a bad thing. It's a good thing, Edith. <laughs> it's okay to be seventy-nine. All right. So, so here's the uh, the thing. You're talking about wrinkles around your lips and the lower half of your face, and right, we do was- treat those differently. We treat those differently than the wrinkles on the upper half of the face Mm -hmm. Uh, because the upper half of the face, the ones around the eyes, the horizontal lines of the brows, of the forehead rather, the lines, the vertical lines between the brows that they call those 11s, and the crow's feet, those are the ones that we treat with Botox and uh, Xeomin. Xeomin's the new one now, by the way, Xeomin and Botox and Dysport. There are three of those injectables. They're very similar. And uh, we use those for the, uh, the wrinkles around the eyes. But around the mouth, I do not use those drugs. And the reason I don't use those drugs is uh, you only have to look at the Oscars. And I, I won't name names. Uh, should I name names? No, I won't name names. <laughs> but uh, you all watch the Oscars, and you saw those actresses that could hardly speak you know they couldn't verbalize that uh, because right. they've been over botoxed around around the mouth. So I don't think botox is a good thing. I've actually had patients tell me, you know, if you can get rid of the wrinkles, I don't care if I drool. <laughs> I I'm not kidding you, but I won't do that to people. I won't make you drool because I don't use botox around the mouth for the most part. There are some exceptions, but for the most part we don't do that. But we do use wrinkle filler and the wrinkle filler that I like right now is called Bellotero. Bellotero is very much like Restylane, very much like Juvederm. It's called hyaluronic acid. And it's a whole generation beyond the types of wrinkle fillers we used in the 1980s and 1990s, collagen. And those uh, were very inferior products. They went away very quickly. These new wrinkle fillers stay around almost a year. So here's how I do it, Edith. What I do is I numb you up. And we do a session in the office, and my office is on 57th Street in Manhattan. I've got another office in New Jersey. And just about every week we're doing these procedures in the office. I numb you up like a dentist does. Uh, there are four nerves inside the mouth, and I numb those so that you don't feel anything and For the most part, you know every now there 's an exception sometimes uh we don't numb you up perfectly. I try to, but you know who you are if you 're tough to numb up at the dental office, you may be tough to numb up with this but ninety five percent of people don't feel a thing with this procedure because what and it 's important because I do. Four, five, six hundred injections. Oh, my goodness. I've scared my entire audience away. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of injections. And the reason I do is when we put very, very small amounts of this material in these wrinkles, very small amounts... Then we get very nice natural results. We don't get those bulges that you saw on the Oscars. We don't get lips that are distorted and turned out. We don't get nasal labial folds. Those are the folds between the nose and the uh, and the uh, corner of the mouth. We don't get folds that are obliterated, uh, making you look like uh, some bizarre, you know, non-human type of thing. What I want you to do is look natural, and that's how I do wrinkle filler. And it really has revolutionized the way we treat facial aging because uh, we're in this this generation that's about 10 years old with the the wrinkle filler, and it's so much better than the old days. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago way back in the 1980s studying plastic surgery under a guy named Tom Krizak, a, a legend in plastic surgery, Uh, We really had facelifts and deep chemical peels, and that's about it. Now we have so much more to offer. Edith, thanks so much for the call. We've got to take a break now. We're going to be back with a lot more of your phone calls and uh, and some very interesting things in cosmetic surgery. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number is 800-848-WABC. Give us a call. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to What's What's Your Wrinkle Wrinkle
0: with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's What's your wrinkle? We're back. We are back with uh, that X-Files music. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC, where the phone number is 800-848-WABC. And for those of you who don't know what WABC is, it's 9222. So give us a call, 800-848-9222. All right, so you've suffered through the winter, and now it's time to uh, to, to get fixed, get fixed, get looking better very quickly because uh, real soon you're going to be using sunscreen because uh, as we're in this change of seasons your skin is really undergoing a lot, a lot of difficulty. So what we want to do now, those of you who uh, who do have rough skin at this point in the year, you'll want to use a moisturizer. Now, many of you know that I'm not a fan of moisturizer in general, but this is the season to use it. This is the season to put it on about twice a day. And the moisturizer that you should be using is one that contains a substance called ceramides. Ceramides are those magic substances. They're a type of a fat uh, that is present in very good moisturizers, the high-end moisturizers. You're not going to find it in moisturizers that cost you 4 or $5 in the uh, pharmacy, Uh, Yes, I have it in my soft time, and other moisturizers have ceramides. They are very, very good for the dry condition of the skin that you are in right now, and they really can help uh, the appearance of your skin. So a moisturizer twice a day, and now's the time to start the skincare program. So nighttime is uh, something uh, that has vitamin C and vitamin A and antioxidants, and uh, that is uh, my product, Dr. Perry's nighttime and it's the type of thing that provides your skin with the uh, the ingredients that are scientifically proven. I'm real big on science and and you should be also. Why should you use a product that contains things that uh, that are fantasy ingredient that don't possibly cannot possibly work? Uh, or that have ingredients that are given in the wrong time of day. And an example of that is vitamin C. If you put vitamin C on your face in the morning, it's gone within 10 or 20 minutes of walking outside. And no, you cannot protect it with sunscreen. Some people say, well, I'll put it underneath my sunscreen. You can't do that. It doesn't work. Uh, The ultraviolet light will destroy vitamin C. So that is, I call it kind of the vampire vitamin. You have to put it on at night before you go to sleep vitamin C. Vitamin A is the same way, and in fact, with vitamin A, there's even some evidence that if you put vitamin A on your skin in the morning, it can cause uh, harmful chemicals And uh, that's not good either, right? So we want to put it on our face at night, vitamin A and vitamin C. We use exfoliants, and that's extremely important this time of year when you have rough skin. Exfoliants like fruit acids. Fruit acids, I use lactic acid. That's one of the best ones. And uh, your skin will feel smoother the next morning. So the first thing you'll want to do this time of year is get on a skincare program. Use moisturizer in the morning. Use it again around dinner time. And then use nighttime before you go to sleep, nighttime has vitamin C, as I said, vitamin A, fruit acids, antioxidants, skin brighteners, things like that. All right. Now, if if you go beyond that, like Edith uh, was telling us about her wrinkles, the next step when we look at you and when I evaluate you in the office, we look at the quality of your skin, the splotchy brown pigmentation that you might be having which will get worse, by the way, uh, this time of year, because when you expose yourself to ultraviolet light, that splotchy brown pigmentation worsens. So what do we do? We use a a sunscreen in the morning. We use skin brighteners. We like to call those skin brighteners. The FDA likes that terminology. But what they do is they actually decrease the melanin pigment in the skin. And uh, those things are like vitamin C, vitamin A. They're skin brighteners. Uh, milk thistle is a skin brightener. Licorice extract. There's a lot of them. And uh, if we put those on our skin, your skin will look better. But then we use things like uh, the wrinkle fillers like we were talking about with Edith and wrinkle fillers around the mouth and Botox or Xeomin on the upper part of the face. But, but if uh, you're like so many people... Uh, You look at yourself this time of year a lot. You look in the mirror. You look with and without clothing because uh, this is the time you're also trying on your bathing suits. Uh, Well, then, you know, you start looking at the eyelid skin because that is the first part of your face that really begins to age and really needs surgery. There are no non-surgical approaches to the upper eyelid skin, with the exception maybe of Ulthera. Ulthera is high-energy focused ultrasound. And that can help if you've got just a little bit of extra eyelid skin. Althera is a a treatment that we do in the office, and it can actually lift the eyebrow, lift the eyelid skin, can lift the jowl, tighten the skin of the neck. No, it's not a facelift. No, it's not an eyelid lift. But it certainly can make you look better. So the combination of these things, these fillers and Xeomin or Botox, uh, Althera. And then for the splotchy brown pigmentation, a chemical peel. This is a real good time of the year to do a chemical peel. If you do it in July, it's very, very difficult because it will put you out of commission for about six days. And then your face is red for about one or two weeks after the chemical peel. And we're talking about a light peel, by the way, not the deep peels that we used to do. Those will put you out of commission for two weeks And then you'll be red for three months. Most of us don't do those deep chemical peels anymore because we have other things like the filler for those fine wrinkles. So uh, I I like to use filler. I rarely use the deep chemical peel, even though I did train with Tom Baker in Miami, who was the inventor, is the inventor of the deep chemical peel and kind of the father of the non-invasive revolution in plastic surgery. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC, where the phone number is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Did you guys, listeners out there, did you see that one in the paper about the person? I mentioned this a little last week, the person who injected Vaseline into her breast. There was another follow-up story. This was in South America, and it's just so hard to believe that that people do things like this. People will inject all sorts of things into their buttocks and their breasts. Sometimes they do it themselves. There's been a rash of deaths in the New York area, one in Newark, one in Connecticut uh, in the last year, one in the uh, Philadelphia airport uh, in one of the hotels. A rash of deaths from non-physicians injecting things, silicon. Industrial-grade silicon, the stuff that they buy at Home Depot. That's the stuff that's been injected into breasts and buttocks, and it's actually killing people. And uh, the, uh, the person uh, who injected the Vaseline in South America died. She got an embolism. That's when that material goes into your lungs. Not so good. You know, if you're going to increase the size of your breasts, go to a board-certified plastic surgeon. If you cannot afford a breast augmentation, Don't do those things. I mean, I sound like a parent here. It just makes sense. Don't do dangerous things. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You are listening to What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. We are going to take a short break, and when we return, we've got Dr. Carol Cornmill, who is a radiation oncologist from New Jersey, and she's going to tell you what you don't know about radiation therapy. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll be back after these words.
1: Listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's,
0: What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and you're listening to What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. I've got Dr. Carol Cornmell. Doctor Cornmell, are you on the line?
1: I am. Hi, Doctor Perry.
0: And uh, Doctor Cornmell is a radiation oncologist. Now that is a very specific type of doctor, and I hope that all of you do not need Dr. Cornwell. but if you do, uh, this is the doctor you want. So Dr. Cornwell, tell us what is radiation oncology?
1: Radiation oncology is the field that uses radiation treatment to treat mostly cancer.
0: What's the difference between radiation therapy and chemotherapy?
1: Radiation therapy is the use of high-energy waves or particles to treat cancer such as x-rays, um, using x-rays or electrons or other types of particles to treat cancer. Unlike chemotherapy, which is chemicals or drugs that go through a person's bloodstream and travel throughout the person's entire body. So the main difference is that chemotherapy is what's called systemic, meaning that it goes throughout the entire bloodstream. Unlike radiation therapy, which is local, and is aimed at the body part that's being treated. and doesn't affect other parts of the body.
0: Okay, so now if uh, someone has a diagnosis of cancer and their oncologist, that's the medical doctor that's treating them, says they need you, they need radiation therapy, what do you do? What is radiation therapy? How is it done, and does it hurt?
1: Uh, Radiation therapy is actually a very easy, painless treatment that's performed in a glorified x-ray machine, called a linear accelerator. So the person lies on this firm, flat, narrow table, and we angle and aim the radiation beams precisely to the area that we need to treat. The actual treatment usually takes about five or 10 minutes at best, and the person can drive to and from treatment. It's really a very easy, simple treatment.
0: My guest tonight is Dr. Carol Cornwell. And uh, she is a radiation oncologist, a radiation therapist. Are they synonyms, by the way?
1: Not anymore. Back in the day they were, but now a radiation therapist is the highly trained technologist who performs a daily treatment that's prescribed by the physician, who is the radiation oncologist.
0: Does it hurt when this is done? Does it, does, do the x-rays, the radiation, penetrate the body and hurt you?
1: In a word, no. The radiation is painless, like taking a chest x-ray. A person feels nothing. There can be side effects such as skin irritation or skin burn that can be tender, but that's usually very short-lived and resolves fairly quickly.
0: Let's say someone has breast cancer, because unfortunately that is one of the more common cancers I think that you must treat. How many sessions, how many times does someone have to come back to you for a treatment?
1: Most treatments are done daily, Monday through Friday. There is a conventional way to do it, which is six weeks, and there is an emerging way of doing it which is more like three and a half to four weeks and both methods seem to have equal efficacy and the um, shorter course is becoming mainstream but isn't quite there yet still it's reasonable for patients to be treated that way.
0: Dr. Carol Cornel is a radiation oncologist not a radiation therapist and where's your office by the way?
1: It is in New Jersey in central New Jersey conveniently located right off of the Garden State Parkway in
0: Lakewood, New Jersey. And you're the kind of a hand-holding doctor, and that's a good thing because, uh, you know, when my my family has had a lot of cancer, unfortunately, and so many families have been hit by this uh, terrible disease, and when you're faced with cancer, it's frightening. You don't know what to do, and if you have a a physician like you, Dr. Cormell. Uh, someone who is willing to take the time, sit down, and explain just what has to be done. It really is very comforting. And, I, and as I've gotten to know you and read about you, uh, you're that type of doctor. So uh, what is the phone number in your office if someone is faced with that diagnosis, if they uh, need radiation therapy, or let's say uh, they've got a diagnosis by another physician and they'd like a second opinion? What is your phone number there?
1: I may be reached at 732 732 Three, six, four, one, three, two, three, seven, three, two, three, six, four, one, three, two, three.
0: If you have radiation therapy, do you become radioactive?
1: In a word, no. Um, when we do radiation therapy with external beam radiation therapy, the radiation is on during the course of the short treatment and then the radiation is off like a light bulb so that person is not radioactive it's people who get something like a prostate seed implant that are temporarily radioactive but not to a dangerous level but most people get external beam radiation therapy and those people are not at all radioactive
0: Dr Carol Cornmell is a professor at Drexel and at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School two different medical schools and she has actually written the book on Radiation Therapy. And what's the name of your book, by the way?
1: The Best News About Radiation Therapy.
0: So if you go to Amazon and put in your name, Carol, and, uh, and the book again, the title is once again?
1: The Best News About Radiation Therapy.
0: Okay. So if, listeners, if you are faced with this diagnosis, the diagnosis of cancer, and need radiation therapy or at least need information about it, Dr. Carol Cornell is a radiation oncologist in New Jersey, in Central Jersey, not far from Manhattan. And she's here to answer your questions and uh, see, see her in a consultation or a second opinion. Thanks so much for taking your time this Saturday evening, Carol, and I hope to see you soon.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Perry.
0: And this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and this has been What's Your Wrinkle? right here on WABC. Tune in next week. We'll be back once again for another action-packed program. Thanks so much, Mike. Thanks, Jennifer. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This has been WABC.